Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Rust Trial, Bob Clark along with Brandon Vote, Jerry Wright in for Candy Cruz here on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Uh, the first full week of testimony now underway up in Santa Fe in the Hannah Gutierrez Reed Rust Trial. She's facing involuntary manslaughter charges, also tampering with evidence in the fatal shooting of cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the set outside of Santa Fe in October of 2021. And now we also uh, know when Alec Baldwin's trial up in Santa Fe will be scheduled to begin. Joining us now to talk about all of this is Albuquerque attorney John Day, who's also the legal analyst for our TV news partner, KOAT TV Channel 7. And uh, John, thank you very much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Good morning, Bob. All right. uh, Give us a sense here of what you are seeing so far in terms of what what the prosecution's strategy is to try to secure a conviction here, and then also how you think they're doing overall at this point. Well, at this point, prosecution is still putting on its case in chief. They're laying out the sort of the foundation of their case, trying to point out that Hannah Gutierrez Reed, as the armorer, had one job, and her one job was to keep the set safe, to make sure that the guns and the ammo were appropriate. And uh, that's that's their focus. Now the defense is cross-examining these prosecution witnesses and trying to poke holes in the story. And they're trying to build their own case for when they get to start their, their case after the prosecution rests. And the defense theory is that this was a very sloppy set. This was a very low-budget production. And Hannah Gutierrez-Reed was sort of the low person uh, on the hierarchy and that she's being used as a scapegoat for the higher-ups. Okay, so in other words, there there is some agreement from the prosecution and the defense in terms of this chaotic atmosphere overall on the set, but from uh, Jason Bowles' perspective, he's going to try to convince the jury that uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed was was a victim of this as well. She was not part of the problem. Right. I mean, that's a, certainly a tough job for, for Jason, yeah. but um, what he's trying to paint a, a picture of is that you know, this this production decided to hire an inexperienced uh, young person who hadn't been around very much, and they sort of got what they paid for. I mean, that can be a risky strategy because at the end of the day, the jury may want to hold somebody responsible. And um, again, she had, in, in the eyes of the prosecution, she had uh, one job. Of course, the defense is pointing out that she didn't have one job. She had a job as a prop person, and then that's one reason she was distracted. Uh, John Day with us here on News Radio KKOB. Uh, John, I, I, and I know one of the questions a lot of people just have when they hear about this case is how in the world did live ammunition get on that movie set anyway? That's not supposed to be the case. Do you think we'll ever find out an answer to that or or a furthering of any theories throughout this trial? I don't think anyone has any clear evidence as to how it got on the set. I think the the supposition or the, the, the suggestions that the prosecution are making is that Anna Gutierrez Reed allowed it to get on the set and that there was some sloppy control and that people in the set were going out in the fields and shooting live ammo. And, you know, the professionals in the business would say that's, you know, that's a, that should never have happened. There should never have been any 
commingling of live ammo in the dummy rounds, but I don't know that we'll ever get an answer to that. All right, uh, John, yesterday there was a, a, a witness who took the stand who came across as very credible. He was also emotional, but not overly so. And he was, uh, he, he was a seasoned veteran of many movie productions uh, as a stagehand, uh, operated the Dolly. Uh, and he sort of uh, talked about the overall scene and the unprofessionalism of the, the seats. He, he was seeing things he was not used to ever seeing on previous movie sets as well. How do you think he did? Well, I think this was a really compelling witness. And yeah. I think, um, you know, imagine the jury was paying very close attention to what he was saying. Now, again, the defense is pointing out that he's got a lawsuit pending against Alec Baldwin, but his testimony uh, as an eyewitness and as someone who was able to observe the safety protocols or the lack of safety protocols on the set, I think is going to be um, incredibly important when the jury starts their deliberations. Uh, John, a couple of more things here, and then we'll let you go. Uh, how, in terms of the evidence that's being presented this week during this trial, and then, of course, ultimately what the verdict is, how do you see that impacting what happens with the Alec Baldwin trial, which is now set to start on July 9th? Right. Well, that is the key question. I think the Baldwin lawyers are going to be um, interested to see what sort of um, – how, how well, how effective the prosecution is, is pointing the finger at the production itself, at Baldwin's role. Now, the witness yesterday said that he felt there was a lot of pressure from Baldwin to move things along at a rapid pace, and that could contribute to, you know, sloppiness and lack of attention on the set. And I think that's going to be obviously the theme when Baldwin's case comes to trial. So what we're seeing here is a sort of a little bit of foreshadowing of what the theory is going to be at Baldwin's trial. Yeah, and, and it's important for people to remember is Alec Baldwin certainly is facing involuntary manslaughter charges because he was the one who was holding the gun and it fired and it killed uh, Helena Hutchins, but also because of his role as a producer uh, in this film, correct? And the fact that he uh, may have been contributing to this sort of chaotic atmosphere. Right, and I think that's exactly what the prosecution is trying to lay the framework for because, um, you know, if the jury in Baldwin's trial says, well, look, he was told this gun was safe, that's one thing. But if they hear a lot of testimony about the pressure to move things along, the pressure to maybe cut corners on safety, that's going to be a different story. Uh, and if there is a conviction in the Hannah Gutierrez retrial, uh, do you think that could increase the chances of Baldwin's team trying to reach some sort of uh, agreement uh, with the special prosecutors in this case? I don't see that this is a case that Baldwin's going to take a plea on. I think that case is definitely going to go to trial. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, John, I really do appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, John Day with us here, legal analyst for our TV news partner, KOAT TV uh, channel seven. Uh, but yeah, I, cause my, my first thought was, all right, well, if Hannah Gutierrez Reed is convicted and part of it was because of this chaotic scene and chaotic atmosphere from day to day and some of the shortcuts that were being made by uh, the people in charge of the production of the movie Rust, then maybe Alec Baldwin and his team try to uh, cut a deal. But I, I, you know, John brings up a good point. We're talking about Alec Baldwin here. Uh, and we're talking about somebody who thinks he's going to be able to smooth talk his way uh, through everything and out of anything. Oh yeah. He wants to, Yeah, he wants to do this. So, but his trial uh, is uh, set to begin uh, July 9th with jury selection. And right now uh, the, the schedule, basically they're assuming they can get a jury uh, seated in that very first day of okay. July 9th, like they did in the Hannah, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed trial and then mm -hmm. start testimony on July 10th. But, I mean, this is, 
uh, it's a different animal when you're yeah. talking about a famous uh, actor yeah. uh, like Alec Baldwin. Let's get an update on traffic and weather together every 10 minutes here on News Radio KKO. It's 817. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What Women Binge, wherever you listen. You know, and earlier this morning, we had a story about some of the businesses, in particularly uh, a coffee shop with a very unusual uh, name, Murder, what is it? Crash Murder Business Coffee. Yeah. (laughs) And how they were seeing an uptick in business uh, Mm -hmm. because of how many people are at the Santa Fe District Courthouse just up the block from them. Mm -hmm. uh, And, you know, it's, it's, you know, they see jurors and attorneys, uh, you know, regardless of who's on trial from time to time. But I mean, there are a lot of media, there's a lot of media. Uh, up in Santa Fe, uh, covering the Hannah Gutierrez Reed trial as well. So, I mean, uh, times that by two once yeah. you get to Alec Baldwin's trial. I know Court TV is is broadcasting the live testimony from time to time throughout the day mm-hmm. uh, on this trial, and you can follow it on any of the, the websites, uh, the streaming of any of the local television stations too. Most of them have a uh, live testimony stream uh, involved as well. But once once Alec Baldwin gets to town for his trial starting uh, later this summer uh, in July, uh, I mean, you're really going to see, I mean, globally, uh, there'll be a lot of media uh, up in Santa Fe to cover cover that aspect of the trial. But it's funny, and, and BB, this is something you said to me as well. I don't know if it was on air. It might have been off air uh, last Monday when they were first starting jury selection last Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, up in uh, Santa Fe. And I, I've received actually a few emails uh, over the past week and text messages from people. It's like, boy, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed looks a lot different now than she did uh, <laughs> on the video that we saw yeah. on the movie set that day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was walking around and she had purple hair and uh-huh. she was in like a costume and yeah. and things like that. But yeah, when you're when you're on trial for involuntary manslaughter or any serious charge, and obviously she's also facing tampering with evidence, uh, you're, the first thing your defense attorneys will do is clean you up a little bit. Yeah, soften you a bit. Soften you up a little bit and also, make you look a hell of a lot more professional. Think about her age, too. She's only 26 now. Yeah. Some of those publicity shots we saw of her may have been when she was 20 or yeah. 19. Yeah. So, and she she has changed a bit. Absolutely. All right, 822 here on 96.3 News Radio KKOB. It's 825. Now, make no mistake. I mean, what, what Jason Bowles from Albuquerque is a very – a uh, well-known and well-respected attorney. Uh, what he's doing and what the, his team has done with Hannah Gutierrez-Reed to you know, clean up and make her look professional and things like that, that's not unusual. That happens all of the time. It's just that some people still aren't able to pull it off. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, <laughs> peop, some, of the, some of these thugs who are involved in violent crime, you'll see their mug shots uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, in the media 
And then they end up going to trial. And then their first court appearances, they'll be in orange jumpsuits and yeah. things like that. But then if they end up going to trial, mm -hmm. then obviously they're standing there or they're sitting yeah. there with a suit and tie on. Oh, so yeah. obviously mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing unusual about, you know, trying to freshen things up yeah. a, a little bit for somebody who's on trial for serious charges. But even even if they're wearing a suit, some of these some of these folks who are who are charged in violent crimes, they <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, they nice mm -hmm. try, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we're not buying it. Hey, before we get to traffic here, BV and Jerry, one of our colleagues uh, in the building today is celebrating a birthday. Uh, the FM ops guy. Yeah. The other side of the hall, Chris Abrams. It's his birthday today. Happy, so. Happy birthday. birthday. Absolutely. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. Yes, we got to do that. Yeah. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valerie. Happy birthday to you. All right. There you go, Chris. You got a happy birthday message from the president. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. Yes, I we're having a party for him on Thursday, but it's that's not great. it's not a birthday party that's two days late. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> Chris is uh, retiring, mm -hmm. and that's his uh, his last day coming up. So we'll miss him. Uh, but happy birthday, buddy! Let's get an update on traffic at eight twenty seven, eight thirty five. The winds are back today for a second straight day, but the anticipation is it's going to be even windier than it was on Monday. And joining us uh, to give us an update on what we can all expect today is meteorologist Eric Green from our TV news partner channel 7KOAT-TV. More in the mornings. Uh, Eric, thanks for your time this morning. Now, my first question for you is back-to-back, -back, very strong, windy days. Is, is this the result of two separate storms or one storm that's sticking around for a while? Yeah, you know, yesterday it was a pre-front warm sector winds and a very well-mixed atmosphere, wind advisories. You know, yesterday sustained winds to 30, gusts to 50. Uh, winds like 33% uh, stronger today, sustained Ooh. winds to 40, uh, with the gusts up around 60 to maybe 70 miles per hour on the high terrain. Uh, the cold front associated with the storm system today is going to be moving on through. It's not going to knock down the temperatures much until this evening. We're, we're still looking pretty warm today today. But yeah, this will be the windier of the two days. And all the problems that we had going yesterday are just going to be magnified a bit more today. We, you know, had so much pollen and haze uh, dust in the air casting that hazy shadow over the city. That will be worse today. We did have air quality alerts issued. You know, I, I don't like to sit here and tell people to try to stay indoors when it's warm like this, but the air quality will be poor and unhealthy yeah. by midday and through the afternoon. And you're just literally eating dirt yeah. as you're outside and eating that pollen. And, and all that junk in the air. You know, on top of all that's going on, we uh, also have a slight chance at a rain shower today, and we're picking up some heavy snow in the northern mountains and the mountains of southern Colorado, so that'll just reestablish the good skiing conditions that we've been able to enjoy this winter. Yeah, that's nice. Now, when it's snowing up north, are they also going to be having extreme wind conditions as well, which would create, a, you know, obviously blizzard-like conditions? Right. It's certainly a component to it up north. Not seeing as strong of wind in the Sangre de Cristos and areas around Chama as we're going to see here in Albuquerque, but wind gusts will be in the 40-mile-per-hour range. And, you know, when you've got active snow going, uh, that does result in near whiteout conditions. But you'll have to be up probably above seven or 8,000 feet. Uh, so we're talking up there at ski resort level or above to really notice these uh, conditions like that. Uh, off of the mountains, it's going to be more blowing dust and pollen in the air than, uh, than anything else. Eric, what would you anticipate sort of peak gusts here in the specifically in the Albuquerque metro area. 
Right. So right now in Albuquerque, we're thinking we're good for a peak wind gust around 60 miles per hour today. And yesterday it was around 50. I think the winds, they'll start to ramp up hour by hour, uh, starting right now. Uh, current conditions at the Sunport, uh, 17 sustained, gusting to 31. By midday, we expect a 33 sustained. And 3, 4 o'clock this afternoon, winds 38, 39, 40 miles per hour sustained. And anywhere from like noon until 3 or 4, I think that's that time period where the winds will be at their strongest. And, and yeah, again, in Albuquerque, looking for those gusts around 60. So here's your chance early this morning to try to, you know, secure trash cans or trash can lids, lawn furniture, any other loose, lightweight outdoor objects that you have laying around the yard. Go ahead and pick that stuff up because it will probably be gone by late morning or midday. And, it, and just difficult driving conditions, especially on the mountains today. Yeah. And especially if today, Tuesday is your trash day, uh, if there's any way, as soon as the trash is picked up, you can get those cans back in the garage or somewhere because they'll end up blowing down the down the street. One last thing for you, Eric, and yes. then we'll let you go. Uh, holding on tight today, of course. So uh, what about tomorrow? Are we, we going to be kind of through the worst of it? Yeah, you know, winds are expected to relax overnight, uh, mainly after midnight, but tomorrow will be a light wind day. I'll tell you what, though, the weather stays active later on this week. We're watching Thursday morning for a chance at uh, light snow here in Albuquerque or wintry mix showers. Cannot rule out some light slushy snow accumulation for the Thursday morning drive. And then another one of these powerful Pacific storms moves in this weekend with winds increasing on Saturday, but Saturday not too bad yet. But Sunday looks to be another real strong wind day with those gusts 50, maybe even stronger, closer to 60. So uh, just uh, know that it will stay busy for us. Eric, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. (laughs) I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. (laughs) Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.